Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Passing Places, my personal podcast about my travels around Scotland, mainly by motorhome but also by motorcycle and with a fair bit of hill walking thrown in for good measure. Now you can probably hear my throat is still sore and in the last week my symptoms went from bad to worse and I'm just coming out the other side of a full-blown episode of man flu. So one of the tests of this episode is can I get through this next half hour or so without uh, ruining your day by telling you how much pain and discomfort I've been through over the past week. So let's leave that, park it and forget it. So this week's show I want to cover quickly a few shout-outs to a guy in Microsoft. I need to mention all three of my sisters, which will become uh, plain in due course. Give you some idea of the experience I had out on this winter walking skills day that I had up in Perthshire. And to give you a sense of what I'm about to do in the next few days, because I'm off out the door in a few hours up to Perthshire again. It's 5.30am in the morning. It's not quite dawn yet. And I can't sleep because I'm I've got that itchy feet, that sense of I want to be out there and, and be off again. So let's cover a chap called Rob Greenlee. Rob Greenlee, who is in America, and he heads up the podcasting part of the Microsoft Zoom platform. Now, Microsoft Zoom isn't available online. It's very hard to get your podcast listed on Zoom without contacting Rob Greenlee direct. And that was the advice I got from other podcasters, was drop uh, Rob uh, an email and he will get back to you. And I heard him say this on a podcast show just the other day, so nothing ventured. And I sent him a, an email. And within 24 hours, I got a really nice, pleasant reply. Kevin, your show's been reviewed and it will be online within the hour. So that has renewed my faith in Microsoft. And I'd like to just mention Rob Rob Greenlee, thanks very much. Now, my three sisters. I've got uh, a sister, Katie, who, if you want to know what's on Katie's mind, and if I said the answer is all sorts, uh, she actually started a blog a few months ago. So jump over and check out Katie Allsort, com. I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's her personal blog, and she covers all sorts of topics. So it's, it would take me a tremendous amount of time to explain what uh, she she blogs about. But have a little listen. Not a listen. Pop over and have a read of her blog if you get a chance. Now, I said I wouldn't mention the man flu again, but this uh, sore throat, I'm beginning to have a little bit of uh, fear that I'm turning into Shrek after all. And the other day when I got home, I had a voicemail. I was asking people to try out the new voicemail feature on bonnytours.com and send me a message. And I'd also put an appeal on last week's show that if you're out there, Fiona, get in touch. So here was a female voice on my voicemail. Hi, Kevin. Just thought I'd send you a message to say thanks so much for your latest podcast. It's Sunday morning here in Australia and I woke up feeling dreadful with a cold and decided I was just going to get a hot cup of coffee and stay in bed. So got my coffee and switched on your recording and within a couple of minutes I was chuckling and laughing and Kenny was saying, oh, 
Nothing wrong with you now. So thanks so much. It's actually made me feel so much better and I probably should get up and go on with the rest of my day. But just thanks again. It was so funny. I loved all the, the Shrek and the Brad Pitt. But can't wait for the next one. See ya. Bye. So that's the voice of my sister, Sarah, my younger sister, who lives in Melbourne, Australia. And she also put a number of nice comments on my website, so it was unsolicited on my part. I didn't ask her to do it, but it was really nice that she took the time to look at the website and listen to the episodes. And the really exciting news for me is that I haven't seen her for, uh, let's say, three years. And she's coming over with her husband for a few weeks in May, so there'll be a bit of a family reunion. So I look forward to catching up with you, Sarah, and uh, thanks for the voicemail. Uh, by all means, send me another one. And finally, my middle sister, they're all younger than me, but the middle one, Monica, is also in Melbourne, Australia. And I was out while camping in the Mull of Kintyre, which was, was that episode three or four, episode four, I think. And I got a, an email from Australia, and it was Monica, hoping to get in touch. And I didn't really have a proper data signal. And I sent an email back saying I'll definitely get in touch when I get back home. Now, I've got a landline at home primarily for the broadband. I never answer the phone if I'm honest. I haven't really given that number out to many people. And I've got a really cheap telephone handset that I can't switch off the ringer. I can put it on low. So that phone rings sometimes non-stop with these uh, sales calls or whatever. And then every maybe few weeks, uh, for some reason, I decide to make a call on the landline and I pick it up and the voicemail's packed full of these stupid cold calling uh, sales reps and I go through and I have to delete them one by one. I've got it down to a fine art, one sentence or breath and I can delete. But here was a proper voicemail from Monica in Australia. So apologies, Monica, I still haven't managed to catch up with you. Let's get onto a Skype call and we can take it from there. So that's all three sisters covered. Last week, I was in two minds as to whether I would get off on this winter skills course. And when I say course, it's a friend of mine has a friend who's a, an ex-team leader of the Mountain Rescue Service. And they'd been chatting and he'd offered to come out with us and give us some confidence around the winter skills you need using the right equipment, proper winter boots, uh, ice axes, crampons, this type of thing and technique and how to use them. So on the Friday when I was feeling really unwell, there I see I've mentioned the man flu again, I felt obliged to go because it had taken a bit of effort to get us all to agree to be in the one place at the one time. So I headed off at, uh, I think about half past six in the morning, up to Calendar, which is on the way up to Perthshire. And I pulled in, there's a baker's there, opens at seven in the morning. And did I mention I felt rough? I thought, I know the only cure for me is a hot scotch pie and a cup of tea. So I sat down by the river in the car park at Calendar, and the other lads were late, and I had my tea and my pie and then we all headed up to the if you have a if you know Scotland or if you know Loch Tay which is from Calendar you head up past Loch Lubnig up to Strathire and up through Glen Ogle past Loch Ernhead up through Glen Ogle 
down into Killin. Well worth a, a visit, Killin. The Falls of Docker are a beautiful spot for a picnic in the summertime and in the winter. Sometimes when that river is in spate, the falls are absolutely spectacular. So down through Killin, up the side of Loch Tay, and on the north side of Loch Tay, there's the Ben Laws Range, and on the opposite side of the little single track road that goes up over between the two ranges is the Termakin Ridge. And we had agreed that we would go up to Termakin and do some uh, snow and ice work. So my my thought was, look, I'll tag along, and if they're going to be, you know, a couple hundred metres from the car, I can I can opt in and out as needs be. But as it turned out, when we got there, it became pretty clear that we were going to head up to the, the quarry on the south side of Meal Nantarmakin, which is about 800 metres. It's not far off the summit. And I had skid with me, and we headed off. Now, this chap from, who was the mountain rescue leader, uh, is the sort of, Fat in a butcher's pencil type guy. He just nothing on him. Obviously fit. He was up front. I was lagging behind. Haven't been out for weeks. The other two guys were doing a steady pace, and I had skid with me on the lead. And in the lower slopes, there's sheep around. So I just thought I've put my head down and got on with it. Anyway, we're not going to talk about the man flu. A couple of hours later, we were up uh, on the in the quarry in some good snow, and we did it. All sorts of weather. We'd had overcast, windy, uh, rain, and as we got further up, some snow. But the weather cleared as we arrived uh, in the quarry, and you got that lovely sun uh, warming your back. And Paul, who his responsibilities in our little party are uh, supplies, and he had concocted a wonderful uh, chicken noodle soup. And I think it's made from powdered ingredients. I mean, it's top-notch. And if you're much younger than me, and I mentioned spam, you'll probably think that's something to do with unsolicited emails. But when you get to our age, or the age that we are, spam is the meat that they pick off the floor, the leftovers. It's quickly mixed up with some wallpaper paste and left to dry. So we had spam sandwiches, and it was... Just fantastic to be standing up there and have some hot soup and a spam sandwich. So I've got to thank Paul for that. And we did, we we had lots of instruction on how to kick steps, how to use the ice axe appropriately when, you know, zigzagging up the snow slope. And when it came to the ice axe training, which was, you know, letting yourself slide down the hill and then, uh, arresting your fall or stopping the, the slide I chickened out at that point because I've still got tendonitis in my right hand but also Skid looked a bit forlorn sitting on the the snow he was getting a little bit cold so I went down and wrapped Skid up in a towel and a fleece and he cuddled in and we sat and watched the, the, the other lads practising their uh, ice axe work now this other chap Willie is a uh, as I say, he's, a, he's been in the mountain rescue team. And I did question his judgment about whether allowing Paul to do this uh, slide and then arrest with the ice axe was a good idea. I mean, I, I don't know what the detailed avalanche forecast was for last Friday, but I did have a, a little thought in my mind that, I mean, Paul's a big, you know, a big lad. I thought this could set off a major avalanche if he 
uh, drops down on the snow. Anyway, I'm kidding on. It was a great experience. I probably wasn't the best of company. And we had a couple of, uh, maybe an hour, an hour and a half trudge back to the car. So that was the adventure. It uh, went downhill from there very, very rapidly because the guys wanted to go for a pint and I wanted to go to bed. And they headed off and maybe five minutes start on me back to Worst Killin. And I was really just on a run for home. And when I got into Killin, as I came down off Loch Tay, I could see there was obviously a big fire in the village. And as I got into the village, there was also some event. It was equivalent to a funeral, but it wasn't a funeral. It was people all pouring out the church, dressed as Tam O'Shanter and dressed in all sorts of kilts and Sunday best. And they were heading off in a parade up the main street. And as luck would have it, I arrived just as the people in the front with the banners walked out onto the street. So I was stuck for ten minutes or so as they all gradually filtered out onto the road and I joined the procession in the car behind them. After ten minutes we'd only gone maybe a hundred yards and by this point pandemonium was breaking out because we had police cars and fire engines and all sorts of people turning up. And cut long story short, I was stuck there for, I don't know, half an hour, three quarters of an hour. Road closure, uh, risk of explosions from gas canisters, the usual sort of stuff. I managed to turn around and thought, now this is a problem. There isn't an easy way back to Stirling without a detour. So I had to head up all the way back up Loch Tay to Kenmore. And I mention this because not... Not one of these long-winded stories about how dreadful the finish was, but to give you some, I suppose, touristy information, Kenmore is a beautiful village, well worth a visit. Uh, if you go through the arches in the main street, you'll go down to, what's it called, the castle? Uh, Taymouth Castle, which has got a very, very checkered history. I was down there three or four years ago, and it was in almost... It was in a dilapidated state. It's been a project, supposedly, uh, is there such a thing as a six-star hotel, but a five, six-star hotel. And the project's been hit with all sorts of problems, bankruptcies or whatever. And I think, if I'm right, the last time I heard it was, work was progressing in 2012, but another bankruptcy had uh, come along. So it's almost a cursed project, but... It's a fantastic looking building. Uh, there's a golf course there which has been running independently from the problems from the house. So if you're in Kil uh, Kenmore, drop down and have a look at Taymouth Castle. It's got a long, long history of being used for all sorts of things, including a hospital during the Second World War. Of more interest, though, is just round from Kenmore, there's the K Scottish Cranagh Centre. And a Cranagh is one of these uh, Iron Age dwellings on stilts that was built in the loch and in Loch Tay I think there's something like 17 or 18 of these preserved Cranagh sites where the stilts the timbers underwater have been so well preserved by the peaty cold water that the archaeology is, is really amazing so they've, they've completely uh, built a replica Cranagh at the top of Loch Tay which is really really well worth a visit and they've recovered from the floor of the loch 
all sorts of cooking utensils and they even found a, I don't know if it was a butter dish but with butter still on it and they found a little boat and all sorts of things but uh, you need to, you really need to drop in on the Scottish Cranach Centre I definitely recommend that as a wee visit and I think they reopen for the season well it must be in the next week or two around about Easter time so anyway, just round from Kenmore there's this little favourite uh, it's not a shortcut, it's a, it's a little B road a single track road that I like that goes from Kenmore over to Amoree which is really a junction and takes you down to Creef and then back to Stirling now I've cycled this road before and it's one of the one of the most difficult roads in the UK in terms of grading. It's an absolute killer on a bicycle. And even in a car or you know, if you're in a van, you're talking you're in the sort of first, second gear dilemma most of the time. So I thought I'll go up this little single track road and nip over the moor down into Creef. So off I went. Totally ignoring the big signs, road, winter, uh, no support, no gritting, at your own risk, not recommended, often impassable. So I headed up there anyway. It's about uh, something like 1,500 feet above sea level or whatever. And 20 minutes into the drive, I'm reaching the, the highest point on the moor. And suddenly the whole road is just... Like a, not a wall of snow, but there's obviously been snowdrift, and I thought, well, the jeep's pretty good at getting through snow, but I'll give it a go, and I tried to to drive into this snow field, but there'd been a tractor or some somebody had been through, had managed it, but the thing was so rutted and uh, different levels that the the jeep was getting grounded, and because I was on a, a still on a bit of an upslope. I had enough ability to get me back off it. So I tried it a couple of times and I thought, wait a minute, this is, I can't remember, maybe back at four o'clock. It's dark, an hour or two. If I get stuck here, I want to get to bed. I'm not feeling well. I've got, you know, a good hour it's going to take me to walk off this hill all the way down to Kenmore. I'm going to be the laughing stock because they're going to say, look, what are you doing up there? And how am I going to get a vehicle or a recovery vehicle or whatever? So I basically uh, went into retreat. I got the, the, the jeep reversed off the snow down the, the road for 200 yards to find some way of turning around on the single track. Back down into Kenmore and thought, right, next option is drive to Aberfeldy and there's a more sensible road over to Creef. Got to Aberfeldy, swung the right to take the road over to Creef and right across the road the sandwich boards, yellow signs, road closure for four weeks. So I was then forced to have another rethink which option three now is to head over towards the A9 uh, to Ballinluig which is north of Dunkeld, south of Bitlochry. So I had no option. And I drove over to Ballinluig. Now Ballinluig is where the Ballinluig Barring Grill is, which is like a trucker's calf. And I have managed in five or six episodes not to mention my favourite foods and my very unhealthy diet and lifestyle because I just love cafes. 
So if you're on the A9, uh, I would certainly recommend drop off at the Ballinluig for a full Scottish breakfast night or, well, I don't think they open all night now, but they, they're open quite late. But you can get your proper fry up in the Ballinluig service station. I was no mood for, for breakfast at that time, so I got onto the A9 and started heading south and the penny dropped that what was really about to happen was I'm going to hit the, what I call the Ant Parade, the rush hour around Perth. Now, we still call it the rush hour. It's basically a, it extends, it ebbs and flows across about a 12-hour period. But in the mood I was in, I thought, oh, I, just, I, I can't cope with this. The A9 for me is, is just everything I don't want to be involved in. So, of course, I ended up in standing traffic. There's a couple of roundabouts that uh, take you round the side of Perth and you, you walk your car, you know, take your car for a walk. You join the Ant Parade. So I managed to get through all of that and I got back home. So I hope I haven't uh, bored you with that story, but the adventure on Milnanter Mackin, people could say, well, look, you weren't feeling well. What are you doing up there? That's total madness. The real madness was, what am I doing in a traffic jam in Perth? That is the madness. It's the insanity that so many people have to endure on a day-to-day basis. So I was so frustrated by the end of the day that I'd ended up in a place that I avoid. And it's not Perth, it's anywhere. I avoid traffic lights, I avoid all the trappings of the consumerism, the capitalism gone mad. So... Uh, it didn't ruin my day, but it was a long, turned out to be a 12-hour day from when I left home. So, that's that little story put to bed, as well as myself, for a couple of days. So later today I'm heading off again to Loch Tay. I'm going back up to the very place I was in on Friday, and one of the campsites has opened early. And the plan is to meet again. Uh, Paul and Bill are coming along. They're bringing my old bongo to give it a, a trial run. So we're going to have the two vans on proper electric hookup for the first time. And another friend of mine is hopefully going to join me on the Thursday. So it's a sort of lads, two or three days away. Make a little bit of walking in. The weather is, again, we've had snow on and off in the last day or two. But the weather both today and tomorrow is looking pretty good. And then it's really downhill on Friday. So I might have another moan and groan session about my trip back home on Friday. But I'll try and keep that to a minimum if it does happen. So looking back over the week that was, for me it's just been... uh, It feels like a lost week, although I did manage to go out and do something. I'm much more optimistic about the week ahead that I'll get something done. And I'll have some content for the show. I'd like to mention at this point the website I'm already uh, have various bells and whistles I'd like to add uh, in the coming weeks so if you pop on to bonnytours.com you can have a look in the next week or so and please uh, I need one or two people to add reviews on iTunes so that I can get a rating I think I've had four reviews and I need a minimum of five so who's going to be number five? Please help me out and perhaps just add a, another review or two for me on iTunes. And if you want to get in touch, you can catch up with me at Bonnie Tours on Twitter. 
or contact me through the website with this free voicemail service. It's a bit of fun. Give that a try. Email me, feedback at bonnytours.com and hopefully you'll be able to find the easiest way to subscribe either directly from the website or if you're using iTunes. The Passing Places has been quite prominent in the various sections. It shouldn't take you long to browse through the icons and find it or just type in Passing Places and search for it. So I'm going to sign off for just now and I'd like to again just thank you for listening to my um, Shrek-like voice this week and perhaps in the next week or two I'll have some more exciting content than the week that was. So in the meantime, stay safe and I'll perhaps see you travelling around Scotland one day soon.